Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bowes. In this episode, we're looking back at 2021 with 15 notable Hindi language films released during July to December. Did Bunty and Bubbly steal our hearts again? Was Tufan a knockout? Did Bob Wiswas assassinate our expectations? All this and more in our 2021 year-end wrap-up. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Matt? Yep. It is, it, we're, it's 2022. Is it? It is. Oh. Which means <laughs> it's time for us to kind of put 21 to bed Good. and talk about... Gotta say, top five worst years of my entire life. Yeah, it's... 2021 it's, sucked It's certainly ass. up there. It's certainly up there. But top we're not, three, really. It, it's, yeah. I think the only year that's specifically worse is the year I broke the end off my funny bone and I had to wear a cast for six months. Yeah. You know, like the year that was grade 10, that was pretty terrible. Uh, and great then, grade 10. I don't know. Uh, good for you. <laughs> and then, uh, then yeah, yeah. 2021. Well, you know, yeah, I had a couple of other bad years, but uh, we're not here to talk about personally That's another podcast that we're starting. The, the various of years of our lives that were bad. <laughs> In order. <laughs> We're here to talk about Bollywood movies. And so it's mm-hmm. time to talk about Bollywood movies that were released in the back half of 2021. So instead of kind of doing a best of the year episode, uh, <coughs> similar to the one I do over on my other podcast, Trash on the Movies, you and I instead try to review as many of the notable Bollywood releases that come out in a year as possible. And then we just kind of cram it into these mega review episodes we released two of someone's got to do it someone's got to do it we released two of them a year uh we do one at the midway point where we discuss january to june and then we do one at the end of the year in the beginning of the new year because we need to give ourselves some time to watch all the movies uh where we discuss july to december this is july to december this is the back half of the year we have 15 films to discuss mm-hmm. uh there's a few we, we try to get to most of the big notable releases but we also we follow our hearts <laughs> and the release schedule and the release schedule so, and there's a pandemic so we didn't want to leave the house or and there's outside. a pandemic we did see one of these films in theaters so we will get to that uh but unfortunately omicron hit here where we are in alberta and became very serious at the exact same time that 83 went to theaters. I, and I, so I, you know, I, people are talking about that movie being a flop, but like we do need to kind of rejigger what a flop is in this sort of like because the Matrix too. People are saying, oh, it, right. it really did terribly, but like people just didn't want to risk their lives. Apparently, people will risk their lives to see Spider Man, right. but like you got to kind of give movies a break, right? Well, in all fairness, we did. We did go to a film the night that Spider-Man opened. At that point, it still seemed safe. But and it was a week after it came yeah. out. Yeah, it was a week after the film came out, but it was the night that Spider-Man opened. And at that yeah. point, it still seemed safe. But within a within a couple weeks, it no longer did. So mm-hmm. by, I think, 83 was released December 24th. So by December 24th, you know, we were not feeling comfortable going to the theater. Yeah. I was hoping... Um, because I, I know it has a Netflix deal. I was hoping it would drop on Netflix by the time we recorded this episode, but I think it's still a couple weeks away. So yeah. we will watch it. We are looking forward to seeing it. I have quite liked Kabir Khan films in the past. Obviously, yeah. people know I love Ranbir Singh. We did a whole episode on Kabir Khan. Yeah. And, and Long I do, time ago. I do kind of enjoy... Check link in the description. Yeah. I do kind of enjoy... Uh, 
sports movies. And so, unfortunately, we didn't get to 83. We also didn't get to Bell Bottom, uh, which is available. It's on Amazon Prime. Don't worry, though. We watched a few other uh, uh, Akshay Kumar movies. Yeah, we were just kind of Akshay Kumar'd out. Um, Didn't get to Shadat. Didn't get to Helmet, which I kind of... I kind of am still curious about because it's Apar Shakti Karana doing like his brother's shtick. It's Mm -hmm. like a film about condoms. But that's the sort of thing we could look at later. Like we could do an episode on Apar Shakti Karana or something. Yeah. And then we also didn't get to, oh, I can never say this title. The one with the three John Abrahams. You're thinking of Satyameva Jayate 2. Yes. Which has triple the amount of John's Abraham in it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I never saw the first one. I think you did. I you did, didn't like it. I you, didn't care for it, so I was not interested in seeing the sequel. We it also, seemed very propagandistic. Exactly. And nor did we get to Bouge the Pride of India, which again, also seemed very propagandistic. We do have a film here that we saw that is propagandistic. So we talked a bit in our last episode that, like this, our last, our mid-year review, about trying to make these these episodes a bit more manageable going forward. They are popular episodes, and I think we do really enjoy doing them. And I think it's how... kind of fun to watch all the movies at the end of the year, especially when there's a pandemic. You don't want to go outside and meet anybody. Like, yeah, yeah. why not just watch like three movies a day? Yeah, if have, you can do it. We have been lucky in that the majority have been available on streaming. So we just, I mean, yesterday we sat on the sofa and we just watched four movies all day. It ruled. And so I think just the way that we've made that we're making these episodes manageable for us is. We're just going to pick and choose the ones that, you know, we think are interesting that we want to watch. We filled the Ajay Devgan quota and the Akshay Kumar quota with uh, Suryavanshi. Yes. Yes. We got the stoic, badass uh, authority figure. Exactly. So we might do more, a bit more pick and choosing. But I think... Also, there's a really big guy in Shersha that I kept thinking, like, he's sort of like John Abraham. This is the John (laughs) Abraham I'm watching for the year. Sure. Uh, Jazzy. Remember remember Jazzy? In Shirsha? Yeah, the big yes, guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, but 15 movies, that's still a lot to discuss. I think so, we did a pretty good job. Yeah, let's get into it. Listeners, we're done. let us know if you're disappointed. <laughs> we're done, preamble. We no longer need to apologize for the things we didn't watch. Let's talk about the things we did watch. Also, we've watched a few of these for other episodes, too, so we could just link to those. Yes. And we will. Uh, so first up, we have Hasin Dilruba, which means beautiful beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is available on Netflix. It's directed by Vanille Matthew, and it stars Tapsi Panu, Vikrant Massey, and Harshavan Rane, who I have seen before. He so he was is that supposed the cousin? to yes yeah so he was supposed to be right. in. Ram Leela, and then dropped out, I believe, and it went to Ramir Singh. What a rube. <laughs> and he... Can you believe it? Like, just missing out on, like, one of the biggest movies in ever? Yeah. He was in the Just film... like all those people who tried to audition for, like, uh, Han Solo, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Christopher Walken or somebody wanted to be Han Solo? Yeah. And it was just, like, an accident that it ended up going to Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. No, I was actually going to bring up Harrison Ford in a later uh, movie, so... I do have a link because there's something in a movie that I like. It is counter to the way that Bollywood is going. And I think Harrison Ford is an example of something that I like. So you'll see. Okay. So Harshvardhan Rane, he was in this film called Sanam Terry Kassam that came Mm -hmm. out a few years ago that I I didn't really care for. It had kind of like a a love story thing, like the 70s Ally McGraw, Ryan O'Neill love story thing. Did Mm. not work for me. Specifically love story, the film. 
Yeah, 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 that's why I was like... <laughs> I know, I know. I know, I know. there are yeah. other films called Love Story. That's yeah. why I was trying to be very clear. Not Love Story 2050. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen him since. Hmm. Uh, so this now. is... Yeah. This is a wild film. How to explain the plot. Essentially, uh, Tapsi Panu and Vikram Massey get, get married. Essentially, kind of like an arranged marriage. He really wants to impress her. And she goes to, to live with him. He's an engineer. And yeah. Yeah. But he's like terribly boring. And she like just feels totally like stifled and upset that he's a boring dude. And so she has an affair with his cousin. And then like the movie goes off the rails. It's- and the cousin is like set up specifically to be like a fair guy. Like he's, he works out all the time. He does like adventurous things. Yeah. Like it couldn't be more of a perfect setup. Yeah. So it's just like Bored Housewife has an affair. And the film opens where you know that Vikrant Massey has died. He, he blew like, up. There's, there's been an explosion. His hand is still so there, but that's it. There's kind of we're constantly kind of going into flashbacks about what happened, and in the present day, Tapsi Panu is being interviewed because everyone thinks like she must be responsible for his death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got like yeah, it, it's one of those kind it's of kind of noir. It, it, I sure I think it wants not to, visually, but yeah, yeah. I think it wants to be kind of noir. I think it also kind of wants to be like one of those sexy 90s thrillers or like yeah. something body like body heat or yeah yeah or something like unfaithful which i know yeah. is later than the 90s um tapsy Penner's character reads the pulp fiction that you get at the train station so yeah so yeah. it's it has like a murder thriller aspect to it as well as you know like torrid love affair all of this sounds great and i feel like i like this on paper but the execution felt really clumsy to me yeah yeah i just like Ultimately, it is I, not the equal of its parts. No, I, I do think Tapsi Padu and Vikram Massey are giving great performances here. The I other guys, okay. nothing to criticize them for. I just think, I think the plot kind of falls apart. Well, also, it's about a, a woman who's bored by her husband, and her husband is pretty boring <laughs> yeah, for husband. like the first half of the movie. You're like, even though like he gets a tattoo. Yeah, Ooh. I get it, Tapsi. Dude's boring. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> Can you kill him already? <laughs> yeah, so I just, I don't know. The, the plot of this film fell, fell apart for me, even though I, I think it had some some stuff going for it. Uh, the, we, we usually like these sort of erotic thriller type things, too. Yeah, and maybe that's It is the no Jism 2. <laughs> you know, I kind of, I will defend Jism 2. Hey, we did a whole uh, episode defending Jism and Jism 2. Vanille Matthew is the director of Hassi Tofasi, which I know people yeah. quite like. We still haven't seen that. Um, but I am still interested in catching up with it. I don't know. Just, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Tufan. Matt, tell me about Tufan. Okay, so Tufan, uh, we have a whole lot of us talking about it because we did a whole episode on it. Yes. On uh, boxing movies. Uh, so I won't get into it too much, but this is Farhan Akhtar, uh, directed by Rakesh Rambrakash Mera. <clears throat> it's a... It's not a biopic yeah. of a real human being. It's it's like a biopic <laughs> of a fake person, basically. Unlike their last sports biopic, this is a fake biopic. And I would, I think it's also not as good as Bog Milka Bog because... No, it, no, it's nowhere near as good as Bog Milka Bog. Because Tufan's life isn't that exciting. I mean, some, some interesting things happen, but Bog Milka Bog, Milka Singh had such a... Um, I hesitate to say exciting, but a lot of important things happened while he was around and he had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tufan, they're making up this guy and they have to make up some situations for him to be in. Well, but I, I will did. say that the boxing was cool and 
uh, Fire and Akhtar got absolutely yoked, and he looks great. Yeah, there's just like, there are some twists in Tufan that just feel like one too many tw- twists. Yeah, like a one-two punch of, okay, sure. Yeah, that just that just kind of didn't work for me. It's not It's not a bad film, but in terms of boxing movies, like, there's so many good boxing movies out yeah, there. Yeah, box. If you're like, and in our episode where we discussed Tufan, we discussed Mukabaz, which is the best. Is one. the best one of like one of the best boxing movies made anywhere in the world. And the other one, the South Indian one, which is okay. Salak Hoods. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, you could do worse than Tufan. I sure. it was but, pretty enjoyable. Like, yeah, it, and it's on Amazon Prime. If I'd never seen a boxing be- movie before, I'd think, <laughs> "Holy crap, this is amazing!" But I've seen lots of boxing movies, so I think, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Mimi. Now, this is a film I watched without you. You were playing games with our friends. You were you were doing fun stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and I I sat down and watched Mimi by myself. This is on Netflix. It's directed by Laxman Utakar, and it stars Kriti Sanan and Pankaj Tripathi. Uh, I have, I have a very mixed reaction to Mimi. So I, I the, walked into kind of the craziest <laughs> part of the movie too. So the film is about surrogacy. Uh, Kriti Sanan, who I adore, and I think Kriti Sanan and Pankaj Tripathi are both giving very good performances here. Is this our best of the and, year? Is this her best performance? And is it of his best of the year? Um, maybe. I'm trying to remember if either of them were in anything notable in the first half of the year. Like they, they're really carrying this film. So Pankaj Tripathi is a taxi driver, and he meets an American couple, a white couple, who are in India to look for a young woman to be a surrogate for their child. They want someone healthy and someone young. Uh, from what I understand about surrogacy, you usually want someone who actually has given birth before and has done birthing their children. But yeah, if they've done like nine kids, it's birth. easy. Like, anyways, that's I, I I fully admit I actually don't know much about surrogacy, but that it was kind of makes sense that you don't want someone whose first time this is though. Yeah. Like it, you know, experience yeah. and uh, conditioning. Yeah. Anyways, they see Kriti Sanon perform and they think she's fantastic, and they decide like she's the woman that they want. So she Pan dances. Get, yeah, they yeah. see her perform. So, and we, I mean, you've seen Kriti Sanna perform before. Yeah, no. You would, I, I get it. She's mesmerizing. I'd put a baby in her too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Pankaj Tripathi essentially arranges, arranges for Mimi to be their surrogate. And she agrees to do it because she wants the money. They're going to pay her a lot of money. She wants the money so that she can go off to Bollywood and be a big star. Well, the film then takes <clears> some. <throat> some twists where they where they're told that there's something wrong with the child the child has down syndrome and the american couples essentially abandon kriti sanin with the baby this is an absolutely cruel and horrible story it is now i will say i I do think the metaphor the allegory here of the way that white people come to india and then use it for their own selfish purposes and then abandon abandon it, abandon the people there when they're in need and like leave it with their problems. Like, I do think you know, charity, basically. Cherry? Charities. Charities, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean even like the British Raj, right? Well, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I I do think like that kind of that Western selfishness and the way um, that we 
we can use other countries for our own means, but not support them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, when it's I, not I, exciting anymore. Exactly. I do think that's really, that's really clever. Uh, I, and I think that makes a lot of sense. So I think the themes is it here like, are is, very rich. Is there like allusions to this or is this something you're just kind of coming up with? I mean, I don't think there are allusions to it, but I don't think it's hard to see that. Yeah. Like, I think that's I, very... I'm just wondering how obvious they made it. No, I mean, they kind of play it straightforward as like this this film about the meaning of family and about surrogacy. But I think, I don't think you can look at that plot line of this white couple coming to India saying they're going to pay this woman tons of money to carry their baby and then like, you know, so they don't leaving even, at the first sign of a problem so and they settling don't even her with the problem. Did they not even pay her? They do pay her some, but they leave before the baby's born, so they don't pay her the full sum, right? And then also they they leave her with someone else's kid. Yeah, with someone else's kids, with with their problem, with their baggage to deal with. Yeah, I'm not trying to like make a child like seem like baggage, but I well, they did. In the characters are exactly, and and they tell her to abort it. Um, She doesn't. So. I, I do think kind of like the last 15 minutes just become a huge mess. That's where I walked in. I was just like, what's going on in this movie? I, and a bunch I, of crazy stuff I don't want to give the last 15 minutes away, but it's just, I don't know. I really, I really struggled with this film because, again, I liked, I liked these performances. I think the film has interesting ideas on its mind. And, and I don't know how often this happens I, I'm sure it does happen where where white people do go to India and for this exact purpose mm-hmm. you know again like I think you can see a metaphor and an allegory were they there all... to do that or were they just on vacation or something? they were there to do that okay I think again like you can see an allegory or a metaphor for all of the ways that yeah. white people take advantage of of India starting podcasts and talking about <laughs> movies <laughs> there you go um but you know, it, it it kind of focuses on this specific this specific situation. I hmm. will say it was wild to watch this movie, and then a couple of days later, Priyanka Chopra revealed that she had a baby via surrogacy. Like that was just kind yeah. of wild timing. Come on, Priyanka, read the room I, here. I was thinking about surrogacy. I'd I'd like I'd like to potentially know more about the surrogacy industry in india and how common it is hmm. uh but like i just i think ultimately the film if it's common enough that like a tech cab driver can like get no his... he's very confused by what they're doing and doesn't understand no. it first oh, okay it so it's not like easily accessible by normal people yeah i know on their end yeah uh anyways i i think the ideas in this film are very interesting but i i think it falls apart in the last 15 minutes for reasons that i won't get into yeah Okay. Um, yeah, the part I saw was that last 15 minutes, and I thought, wow, this must be quite the mile-of-the-minute adventure. <laughs> Lots of things happening. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up is Shersha, directed by Vishnu Vardhan. Uh, this stars Siddharth Malhotra, Kira Advani, Shiv Pandit, Raj Arjun, among others. Um, do you remember the movie that was inside of Inglorious Bastards? Where mm-hmm. I, I think it was Daniel Bruhl was like a sniper for the Nazis. Yeah. And then like he, it was like propaganda about this guy. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like that. I mean, this uh, this character is not a Nazi. And from how the Cargill War has been depicted in the two or three movies I've seen it, it does seem like Pakistan was the aggressor. Mm. But this is like just straight up propaganda about how good this guy is. 
and how important it is to defend India, mm. basically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually thought it was a really good movie. Um, it's odd watching, we've run into this before quite a few times, uh, it's odd watching propaganda for a nation that you don't live in and mm. have few ties to apart from aesthetic appreciation of films and mm-hmm. knowing a few people who live there. Uh, but yeah, uh, this apparently did quite well and is being thought, thought of as like uh, a huge win for Siddharth, who kind of needed one. Uh, but I'll get into the plot. So this is about uh, Captain Vikram Batra, who won the Paramvir Chakra Award uh, during the Cargill War. Uh, in 2020, we watched a movie about the Cargill War called Gungeon Saxena, the Cargill Girl. I think that was the subtitle. And in this... That was about uh, a woman who flew helicopters mm-hmm. um, and basically like picked guys up and dropped them off and that kind of thing. Uh, this is about a, uh, a guy who is obsessed with joining the army from being like five or six years old, it looked like. It, I believe he was watching the show Fauji, mm-hmm. which uh, featured Shara Khan in it, and he just was in love with the army. He dresses up in an army uniform for all family photos and generally embarrasses his whole family. Um, He also has an identical twin, uh, but this is handled very strangely by the movie. Yeah. Uh, The twin is... It's almost like they want it to be a bit of a reveal. Yeah, but they also say he has a twin, so it's not like a huge surprise. But the twin is delivering kind of a TED Talk about his brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway... Um, Siddharth Malhotra joins the army. He goes to uh, Kashmir in the 13 Jammu and Kashmir rifles. 13 Jack Riff. I think that's the unit uh, Mm. derivation for them. And basically the first half of the movie intersperses like university romance with Kiara Advani with him doing counterinsurgency operations in Kashmir. And... If the movie is something to go by, like it seems like he actually liked people in Kashmir and was sort of friendly mm-hmm. with the locals and uh, kind of embedded himself and was able to make allies and kind of see himself as, you know, not an occupying force. I mean, you're not an occupying force in your own country, but it is it is a really tricky situation. So, but it seems like he was less belligerent, right? Mm. Um, but then he goes home. Uh, sneakily marries Kara Advani. I didn't know you could do that. But, but. Yeah, like, like sneakily marries her in that like she doesn't know she's in the process of getting married to him. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure if that's a real marriage. Yeah. Um, but in stuff I read afterwards, he apparently was this kind of super filmy guy. He would do stuff like mm-hmm. that. He did the cut his finger and put blood on her uh, sindoor type mm-hmm. thing. Like, he was totally like a Shah Rukh guy. Um, but he goes to uh, car- the cargo war. So this is... Uh, Pakistan attacking over the mountains and uh, his job is to take bunkers on top of these hills so they have to go up like 12,000 feet there isn't very much oxygen and yeah very difficult terrain climbing at an 80 degree angle Um, and yeah I feel like this is probably every Indian dad's favorite movie now because it it had a kind of um, like I don't know if you ever saw the guns of Navarone or force time from Navarone you ever see those movies? Uh, no, but I'm I'm aware of them. Your dad definitely would have. Yes. Yeah. I think Clint Eastwood's in the first one. But it's like men on a mission movies. Yeah. Kind of like the Dirty Dozen, too. Yeah. So this, like, if you like that kind of movie, like, you want to see a bunch of, 
hard case soldiers doing a tough job. This is that, and did a great job. And I thought the like the the action scenes were really well shot. Um, they were using CGI blood spray and stuff like that. It was a little distracting, but the action was great. I thought, mm-hmm. and it made me think of in the nineties. Every guy must have been dressing like Shah Rukh Khan to try and get girls to like them, right? Like he yeah. has the same haircut, he dresses the same, and it felt like they did a great job of evoking that. I mean, I, I thought it was a good movie. If I was Indian, I would probably stand up and salute it, basically, because he's basically <laughs> Captain India. Yeah. And he seems like an almost unbelievable person who was just unfailingly heroic at all times and died at 24. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, a, it was a good movie, and I thought... Um, I do think, like, the action is really well done. I just... You can tell where all the different people are yeah. in these pitched gunfights. Yeah. It's kind of got Zero Dark Thirty parts, too, where they're infiltrating like this big house mm-hmm. yeah i just i mean i didn't i didn't really connect with it because i think that just like the war moviness of it all like it's war. extremely jingoistic and, yeah um, yeah but i i mean i will say that like sithel mahaltra kind of surprised me with the performance yeah uh i was impressed yeah it's good he looks great in a beard yeah right like i don't think i've seen him in a beard but uh like dude looks hot yeah yeah it was good. Uh, if you're if you're willing to watch a movie about the the cargo war, I don't know if it's been particularly picked over by movies, but I can only think of three that we've seen that have it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out. It's it's a really good war movie if you're into those. It's on Amazon Prime, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. It's on Prime. Uh, next, we have another film that's on Prime. This is Cherry. Oh boy. <laughs> Which means faces. Uh, this that stars... monologue at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> I I thought about it afterwards, and it just seems absolutely pointless and repetitive and just confusing as all get out. Why is this movie called Faces? I don't know. I don't know. It is not a remake of Ingmar Bergman's Faces. Is that uh, what you but... were expecting? <laughs> no, it wasn't what I was expecting. That was my joke. Yeah. Uh, but it is an adaptation of the 1956 German novel, A Dangerous Game, which I've never read and assumed I mixed up with the most dangerous game. So yeah. at some point, I thought they were going to hunt Ron Ashmi. I mean, it's not that far off. <laughs> it's not that far off. Uh, directed by Rumi Jaffrey, it stars Amitabh Bachchan in what we're told is a cameo. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, special friendly. He's in the entire film. He's he one might of the as well be the main character, actually. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Emron Hashmi. And so Emron Hashmi plays, like, like a rich asshole. Who An has... Emron Hashmi-type character. <laughs> yeah, Emron Hashmi-type character. He has, like, what, a BMW? Yeah, he's driving a Beamer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gets a BMW caught in the mountains during a snowstorm. This is a very snowy film. Yeah, and very bad CGI snow. Yeah. It also looks like they're in Shimla, possibly, so my favorite place. <laughs> he's And he's trying to get back to Delhi. He's welcomed into this mansion where... What is he wearing? Are... <laughs> Hold on. What is he wearing before he goes in the mansion? Because I think this is important. Okay, he's wearing, like, a suit. Yeah. And then he has, like... A leather vest. Yeah, sle- <laughs> like a leather jacket basically with the sleeves gone. And then a big coat with then, a like, fur ruffle. An overcoat with a fur ruffle. It's a lot of look. <laughs> it's a lot of look. He's got like monogrammed Louis Vuitton luggage. Anyways, these, uh, he's invited into kind of this mansion because he's he's stranded in the mount- in the snowy mountains during a snowstorm. And there's a bunch of old guys in the mansion. There's who- four old guys. Yeah. 
who tell him that they're excited to kind of host him because they're going to play a game tonight and he's going to love the game. This game, <laughs> they probably talk about it for 10 minutes like, oh, the game, oh, really like the game. Are you tra- interested in checking out our game? It's a lot of fun. We love the game. Like, just tell me what the game is. <laughs> it turns out that the game is putting Emron Hashmi on a trial. Because these guys... Uh, <laughs> they're like former lawyers Yeah, one's a judge. Uh, Amitabh's a prosecutor. Uh, one guy's a lawyer, and then the other guy is an executioner. <laughs> uh, so this, so they start picking away at Emron Hashmi's past to find a crime he could be responsible for, and then they eventually put him on trial for it. And we get flashbacks that explain how Emron Hashmi ended up kind of like with with this car getting stuck in in the snow in the mountains. So this feels a bit like like a chamber play. It's a small cast. It's all set in kind of the same location. I think you had said if this was an episode of television, it would be a bottle episode. Yeah, and you could very easily do this as a stage play. Very easily do it as a stage play. Uh, it it's It's a mystery, but I think ultimately you and I kind of had more fun making fun of it than than sussing out the mystery. We'd also gotten into the Amrit. So uh <laughs> The we whiskey, were, yeah. Yeah, we were a little bit um, you know, fueled. Yeah. But also like when he gets to the house, it's all these guys in like smoking <laughs> jackets sitting around drinking whiskey and then like getting up and moving around and sitting on different couches so I thought, exactly this do, is why i thought of a chamber play yeah, it's like they're, it's like doing business basically like oh you know it would be boring if we just sat around and had these lines well i'm gonna get up and sit here now <laughs> there are and you so go over there. many sofas in like this one room of this mansion yeah but they were just drinking uh whiskey and then i mean to Bachan makes some sangria, which is a very funny drink for yeah, four old guys has, to sit around drinking sangria. Bachan also has like a ridiculous look. Like he's always wearing this like knit beret. Yeah. And his beard is like tied together at the end, like 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 a little ponytail. Like the guy from Static X. Uh it's I don't know. This movie Amazing ending. We, we amazing ending. I think we had a really good time watching this film, but it is by no means a good movie. We just no. had a good time. <laughs> it's one of those things where the stupidest person you know would think like, man, this is a really tricky and interesting drama. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> you could tell basically the entire plot within 10 minutes. Yeah. Entertaining, but not exactly good. And yeah, that opening monologue in a weird CGI room. What were they thinking? <laughs> they were like, we got Bachan for about 15 more minutes. Can we get him to say some kind of poetry about uh, people's faces because faces are not a motif in the movie. It's not like um, Face Off or Mission Impossible. Like, there aren't any disguises. Mm -hmm. And Imran Hashmi is basically showing the same face to everybody. Like, hey, I'm I'm kind of a douche. Like, it's not... There aren't a lot of sudden reversals of face or anything. They should have called this movie, um, you know... The trial or something. A dangerous game. Yeah, they could have called it the German title. I will say, like, as you watch the movie, the more it leans into its own stupidity, the better it is. Yeah. Yeah. The movie knows what it's doing. Yeah. And when you get on its wavelength, it's worth worth it. Exactly. So is it a good movie? No. But is it, like, an entertaining and fun movie? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's kind of like Wild Things, you know? (laughs) You're not going to Wild Things for the plot. You just kind of want some dumb stuff to happen and be like, yeah. I kind of like 
like the plot of Wild Things. The plot of Wild Things is very twisty, but you're kind of there to see Nev Campbell and Denise Richards, right? Okay. And in sure. this, I guess you're there to see Amitabh Bachchan and some other old guys. <laughs> He's truly the Denise Richards of his time. <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. Uh, oh, another one we've already talked about. Okay, so next up is Boot Police. This is the big surprise of the year. I continue to, like, return to Boot Police is, I think, underrated. Although maybe it it's not. Be, I thought it was going to be good from day one. Like, and maybe it's not underrated. It's getting a sequel, right? Oh, really? Maybe people, maybe people like Boot Police, and yeah. I just assume they don't. So this is directed by Pavan Kerplani. It features Saif Ali Khan and Arjun Kapoor as two brothers whose father was like a famous exorcist guy mm-hmm. uh, and helped people out with uh, possessions and stuff. But uh, they are hucksters. They're just pretending to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go to a tea plantation owned by Jacqueline Fernandez and Yami Gautam. They're dealing with a monster called a Kitchkandi, which is one of those kind of Indian ghosts where it's like a spurned person who cannot let being murdered go. Like, mm-hmm. come on, you just got murdered. Get over it. Deal with it. Uh, we talked about this a lot in our Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. So go check that one out. But yeah, pretty good. I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed Boot Police. I'm looking forward to a sequel. I mean, I think people know that I really like Saif Ali Khan, but I'm always rooting for Arjun Kapoor, who... He was good in this. I think he was good in this. He was good He's in... main, He's like the main character. Like, Saif is like the wacky... Uh, the guy who's doing all the jokes and Arjun Kapoor is the one keeping like this plot yeah. going. And he was good in Sandeep or Pinky Farrar. So I kind of feel it's like... a good year for Arjun. Arjun Kapoor's had a great year. Yeah. Um, I really liked Yami Godem and Jacqueline Fernandez. Like, I Do just... you think they're joining the boot police in episode two? Uh, I have a feeling it'll be the brothers again with new people. New caper? Um, Maybe Jevy Jaffrey is still trying to kill them? Yeah, that might be good. Although he kind of... I'm not going to say. But uh, yeah, he's he's kind of chasing them around. Yeah. Uh, I think this had like a lot of compelling twists. I think that like the CGI and the spooks were really well done. At one point, it gets like very like Evil Dead with a tree, but not quite mm-hmm. Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, Cypher Lee Khan's costume is cool. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I thought this was a really compelling film. Like I really, I thought it was funny. I thought it was spooky. It really delivered everything I wanted from a film titled Boot Police. I don't think it's as good as Stree, but it was no. better than Ruhi. Oh, definitely better than Ruhi. So if yeah. you're, if you like comedy horror, it was pretty good. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think it was fun. It's uh, a nice surprise. Although I, I was, I was rooting for it. Yeah, we now have the the last film that we have watched for this episode. We watched this last night. Uh, the latest. Yeah, the, sorry, the latest film that we watched for this episode. Uh, this is Sanak. Mm-hmm. It's available. Oh, we didn't say where Boot Police was available. I think it's. Is it on Hotstar? Yeah, it's on Hotstar. Yeah. Uh, this is also on Hotstar. This is Sanak. Uh, the easiest way to describe this is die hard in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. And if that sounds good to you, just go watch it. It It is very in, in, entertaining. If you need more convincing, we're going to go into it. But if die hard in a hospital sounds good, just do it. Vidya Jamwal plays an MMA trainer whose wife is dying from a movie disease. <laughs> Her heart will uh, slowly stop. Slowly stop beating. Yeah, like it's it's going to slow beating. down and just stop. And he has diabetes that is so um, <laughs> strong, I guess, that he has to slam down a sugar packet every now and then if he gets too exerted. Yeah. Uh, that's not really how diabetes works, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, 
So on the day that his wife is being released from the hospital, it gets taken over by, uh, I don't know, I guess like terrorists? Mercenaries. Thugs, mercenaries. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, bad guys. <laughs> all, the, all the patients in the hospital staff are being held hostage, and Vidya Jamwal is the one man who's able to kind of go through the hospital and kill off all the bad guys one by one and liberate everyone. Neha Dupia is like the... Um... The guy from Family Matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that guy's name, but he's also a diehard. The person on the outside that he's calling and yeah. kind of making friends with. But he also finds some allies inside the building. Yeah. Including a kid who plays a lot of video games and could tell him how his guns work. Because <laughs> he's an MMA, MMA guy. He, yeah. He, he's more for using his fists and his legs. It's a very straightforward, well-done B action movie. Like, I think... The fight choreography here is excellent. It's very inventive. Vidya Jamal, man, that guy can punch. That guy can kick. He can do black backflips. Like, I, it, he's a joy to watch. It and feels in, like they went through a hospital and looked at every room. Here. They looked at every room and thought, what's the most entertaining way that we could fight someone in this room? Yeah. And I don't want to spoil anything, but... They do find some extremely entertaining ways to fight people. It's like Jackie Chan, like Rumble in the Bronx or something. Yeah. Using the environment against the bad guys. Just superb. Yeah. It's just... It's one a, of the best movies of the year. <laughs> it was certainly one of the most enjoyable movies of the year. I mean, I yeah. think like... Sure, it's not as good as Die Hard. The lyric, lyrics... 99% the, of movies are not as good as Die Hard. Yeah. The dialogue is not as snappy as Die Hard. The villains don't have kind of the same gravitas that Hans Gruber has but as like a diehard knockoff pretty good pretty yeah. entertaining like if you liked Under Siege yeah yeah, or Speed um, Speed yes if you liked Speed this is great and you have to like a movie that specifically <laughs> points out its influences by having them sitting on a table next to the phone yeah at one you, point there's a stack of DVDs and it's Speed John Wick and Tyler yeah and if you like those movies check this one out because they're not wrong they actually did a pretty good job <laughs> Yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I guess there's some issues. So it's on Hotstar, but I guess there's some issues with it in the U.S. and there's hmm. not like subtitles on it. If you can, use a VPN and then access Hotstar. In Canada, yeah. In Canada. We, we didn't have any issues with it on our Hotstar here in Canada. Um, we highly recommend this one. It's just, it's, it's a fun action movie. Do you like seeing people get kicked? I do. There you go. There is a lot of that. <laughs> I do. And right. like I said on Twitter, uh, there is a extremely high profile like action movie we're going to talk about in a bit. Yeah. And from the first fight scene of Sonaka, I was like, oh yeah, they actually put the work in. This is so much better than X movie we're going to talk about in yeah. a second. But before we get to that, we're at the midway point. So we're going to talk about one, one last film before we th- throw to Interval. Sure. Uh, I keep getting all the ones we've talked about already. Sorry. Uh, so this is Sardar Udam by Shujit Sarkar. Uh, Vicky Koshal. One of and, the biggest highlights of the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to spoil my list for when we get into it at the end of the episode, but yeah, this is very high up on my list. Mm. Oh, you're going to say your list at the end of the episode? Yeah, I yeah, am. You should too. I Oh, I hadn't prepared a list. Okay. We talked about this in our uh, Freedom Fighters episode. So mm-hmm. that was actually like two episodes ago. Yeah. So we've talked about it recently. Uh, this is a wonderful movie. It was uh, not two episodes ago. It was our last episode. One episode. Ago. <laughs> it was one episode ago. Uh, this is a fantastic movie. Uh, I would hesitate to say it's like a fun watch, 
but it's just really well done. Yeah, my parents decided to watch this on Christmas Eve after we recommended it. They loved it, but depressing choice for Christmas Eve. Yeah, I I wouldn't have done that. But uh, uh, they like social message pictures, and this is definitely that, in a sense. Uh, But it's like a one-man Munich, basically. Vicky Kosho plays Udam Singh, who is the man who uh, survived the Jallianwala Bagh massacre and goes to uh, the UK and basically lies in wait for six years, trying to start some more revolution, buy guns from the IRA, that kind of thing. He wasn't at the massacre, by the way. Oh, yeah. He shows up right afterwards, though. And he helps out people uh, who were hurt. Um, But he's trying to keep the, uh, the fight against the Raj going, even after being exiled. And basically on the eve of World War II uh, with um, the English joining the fight against Germany, uh, he assassinates uh, O'Dwyer, who was the governor of Punjab during the uh, massacre. Mm-hmm. He wanted to take out a few other guys too, and he does like kind of hurt them, but the, the one guy he succeeds in killing is this. And this, um, this is a movie that <laughs> kind of stupidly relies on having really good English people. Because, you know, you can expect Vicky Koshal to do a great job mm-hmm. in Hindi. And he could, he speaks English really well, too. But he's playing a guy who doesn't really speak that much English. But if you have the sort of Norwegian tourist or someone walking off the street who often you get in a Bollywood movie who speaks English credibly enough or like is basically just a white person you could use for this, uh, you actually need, like, good actors to play his foils in this because it's mostly them kind of interrogating him and trying to figure out well what happened to this guy mm-hmm. so it it does kind of live or die on their performances just because there's so many yeah uh but we'll listen to that episode it's just a really good movie yeah it's it's excellent it's it's so harrowing when you finally get to jelly wallabog uh incredibly moving i guess they did take some liberties with um with Udam Singh's life, mm-hmm. um, it, it works. It works and makes a good movie. So I don't. I don't know if I have an opinion about the the ways in which maybe they uh, have fudged or rewritten history. But, the, but the, you, you do, generally have to do this for historical movies. Yeah, I just I just don't know enough about what they've changed. Yeah, um, but, but they I, always do it. Like you, yeah. you got to kind of change it to make it fit into a two and a half hour movie or whatever. But I do think it's an incredibly compelling film that's very moving, and Vicky Koshal is fantastic. Highly recommend. One of the best looking period dramas I've ever seen from Bollywood. Yeah. This and like Rangoon, I think, just kind of tactile and. Just super great evocation of the period. And this has the extra difficulty of mostly being in London. So yeah. you have to kind of get everyone's clothes right, uh, get the cars right, all that kind of stuff. And they did a great job. Yeah. Well, this brings us to Interval. We are going to be playing Param Sundari from Mimi, the song that convinced Matt that he wanted to put a baby in a <laughs> crazy sound. <laughs> Me and those other people. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I think this is a really fun song. Kriti Sound and brought a lot of energy to the to the dance performance and I think it's a fun song. There we go. Enjoy. Romeo Romeo
Looking for a way to give back? ETB Cares makes it easy for all Albertans to support the causes they care about. Donate to your favorite charity through ATB Cares, and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities. To learn more and donate, visit atbcares.com. This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is also sponsored by PodPower. With PodPower, our sponsors are making it possible to, for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a PodPower shout-out to Bookwomen. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form that they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse media, like podcasting, burlesque, comics, books, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. So that was Haram Sundari from Mimi. Uh, our next film also stars Kriti Sanon. This is Hamdo Hamare Do, uh, directed by Abhishek Jain, and stars Rajkumar Rao, Kriti Sanon, Paresh Rawal, and Ratna Pathak Shah. Always lovely to see Ratna Pathak Shah. And Aprashakti. Yes, and Aprashakti Karana. Uh, this is, where did we watch this? This was also streaming on Hotstar. Uh, I I have not heard anyone talk about this movie. I think it's been completely forgotten since it came out in October. I think Anupama Chopra reviewed it. It's in her letterbox, yeah. but it's like kind of a nothing movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty forgettable. Uh, but the basic plot is Rajkumar Rao falls in love with Kriti Sanon. Who he, wouldn't? Who wouldn't? He wants to marry her, but he is an orphan. And her parents, I put parents in air quotes because she's also an orphan, but she's been taken in by her uncle's family. Her uncle and her aunt want to obviously meet the parents of the man that she wants to marry. Obviously, I guess, but... Instead of Rajkumar Rao telling the truth... At a a fairly opportune moment, too. (laughs) Like, uh, as far as times to tell the truth go, he basically had it right there and he probably should have. He instead develops an elaborate ruse where Parash Rawal and Ratnapathak Shah play his parents. Now, Parash Rawal and Ratnapathak Shah were like college sweethearts, um, but there it, there was a falling out between in their romance, and she essentially has held a grudge against him for years, and he has held a flame for her for years. She goes on to marry some other guy, and he runs a roadside sort of yeah. canteen. Where uh, Rajkumar and- Rao worked as a child. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those kind of, like, family dramedies. A wacky wedding. Wacky wedding. This kind of, like, romantic comedy where I'm going to pretend to be someone I'm not and hide a big secret from you. I think what really makes this film fall apart is that Rajkumar Rao has no personality. Like, this is one of the... And I I don't know if it's the way the character is written or his performance. I'm inclined to think it's the way the character is written. He's just kind of awful. We just have... um, He likes to make Rube Goldberg machines and he did when he was a kid. And I guess he thinks... Like, this kind of translates into, well, if I invent a family... I can get away with this. 
Yeah. But and I mean, he's not really well developed. Ultimately, like, it has some nice things to say about the family. But I just, I don't know, getting there was kind of a slog. It was pretty. I it didn't, was well shot. I didn't care about these two these two characters, like, and their romance. I just... Aparshakti Karana <sighs> disappears for about 45 minutes, too. And I, I kind of yeah. liked him. Uh, I will say I think this film has more personality than our next film. Uh, so here's another uh, weird wedding chronicle. Uh, this is Meenakshi Sundareshwar yeah. by Vivek Soni. Available on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, features Abhimanyu Dasani, who we last saw in Marco Dard Nahihota. Yeah. And this is a gigantic letdown because I loved him in that movie. Yes. And this... I had to look it up afterwards because I couldn't believe that that was the same guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sanya Malhotra. Who we also love in many films. And she's also in another movie about having a weird relationship with your in-laws called Pagalate from earlier in 2021, which I thought was way better. Yeah, much better. This is an uh, exceedingly mediocre movie. Uh, and a lot of uh, South Indian people, Tamil people, actually really didn't like this because they thought that it portrayed their culture poorly. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was talking about this on Twitter, that's what people were telling me. Like, they didn't even do the time to do their research. Like, yeah, I could see that. Um, so Meenakshi Sundarishwar are the main characters' names. And they accidentally meet at a uh, arranged marriage type thing. Uh, his family goes to the wrong house. And uh, because there are some uh, religious, mythological sort of resonance between their names, uh, I think it's her dad. No, it's his dad. Uh, is like, okay, this is, this is fated. Like, you mm-hmm. have to do this. Very religious family. They basically like, live at a, a monastery kind of thing too, like at a temple. So it's one of those really tall, beautiful temples. Um, so they get married, and um, it was potentially not the best match. The guy, he is an engineer, can't get a job, and he gets a um, fellowship or something, an internship at a uh, engineering company in Bangalore, whereas this is they they live down south. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes to this internship, and he's told basically like. Uh, give me one year of your life and I'll make you an engineer and I'll get you all of these uh, connections. But uh, we prefer single people because yeah. we find that they're able to focus more. You can't be married, which is utterly bizarre. Like, and probably actionable. I feel like you y- could conceivably sue. Yeah, like you you will give you a job but for a year, but you have to be single. Yeah. Um, I thought the boss was actually kind of the most interesting character in the movie because he's got... Kind of weird quirks. Like yeah. He uh, his his watch keeps track of how many words he says a day, and he mm-hmm. wants to save his words. He gets his head shaved at a meeting. Um, yeah, kind of like a, a you know Steve Jobs tech type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, there's obviously some tension in this relationship as uh, Meenakshi stays at home with uh, Sundarshwar's family. Uh, and they have to think of kind of increasingly different reasons why she hasn't moved away. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tries to get a job, a job on her own. Just lots of conflicts with the family. And it is not a particularly interesting or impressive film. Uh, I'm struggling to remember anything else that happened. It's pretty dull. It's pretty dull. It's really long, too. Right? Um, well, it's, it's 141 minutes and basically two things happen. Yeah. I would not say that our next film is dull. 
Oh, yeah. No, definitely it's, not dull. It's kind of the exact opposite of Minakshi Sudarashwar, uh, but not in a good way. This is Suryavanshi. Uh, now, I am happy to report that we did watch this film with our friend Devin Bruce. Uh, we watched it together, but apart. He watched it at his place. We watched it at ours. You may remember Devin Bruce from our episode on the Shakespeare films, as well as the singing movies. Exactly. This is a singing movie. Uh, it is not a Shakespeare. Even him. <laughs> it is no Shakespeare. Even him, a big singing fan, couldn't get on Surya Banshee's wavelength. I thought this film was such a slog. So I guess, like, I don't know how much I need to go into the plot of this. Suryavanshi uh, is teased at the end of uh, yeah. uh, Simba. Yeah. Akshay Kumar plays DCP Veer Surya Suryavanshi. Uh, he essentially needs to take down, like, a terrorist ring in this film. They left a and... bunch of RDX from 93. Like, there's... Plastic explosive left in India, and he's the head of, like, the Mumbai anti-terrorism force. And in order to do this, obviously, his pals Simba and Singham are eventually going to show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also some issues with his wife, played by Katrina Kef. She's a doctor, and she wants to take uh, their son to Australia because Suryavanji is essentially, like put him in danger yeah. by being a cop against terrorism. Yeah, he won't he won't stop being a cop. Uh, even for shopping time. Action ensues. I've so little to say about this. I thought this was such a slog. So like there's a lot of like winky jokes towards like, you know, like Akshay Kumar, Ajay Devgan and Ranveer Singh. Uh, I think Katrina Kaif has like nothing to do in this film at all. Yeah. Uh, you have one of the best female action stars in in Bollywood. Yeah, give her a gun. You don't give her anything to do. Uh, yeah, I just... I mean, Jackie Shroff is one of the terrorists. Well, it, it seems like they're setting him up as like the Thanos of yeah. this cop universe. And it's... Okay, he's just a guy. Yeah. He's a guy who lives in Pakistan and is very angry at India. Um, so this is like the culmination of the cop universe. It's the... Sing him, sing him returns, Simba. This must be the fourth one. Yeah, this is right? the fourth one. Yeah, and it, it appears they're going to do another one. Um, of course they are. And it's very popular. It's apparently saved the Indian box office. People are saying, like, you know, Akshay Kumar is like the only guy who can uh, release a movie right now in theaters and have and, it be worthwhile. And it's directed by Rohit Shetty. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe. I might have not said that. I if, feel like if you're listening knows. to this, if, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who directed Suryavanshi, and you know we watched all of the other movies in the cop universe for our Singham episode. And I'll say it again: these movies work better when it's physical violence and not gun violence, mm-hmm. because that's kind of the thing that everyone remembers about Singham and people like about it. And he does it in this one too; like he does the jump up and mm-hmm. kind of slash at a person with his hand. Um, but when it's just Gunfights, it's not that exciting. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really feel like a cop movie. It doesn't have the, albeit fairly distressing, uh, like uh, 
cop politics, I guess. Mm. This has like national politics. Yeah. It it kind of brings in some like quote unquote good Muslims who aren't the bad Muslims who are terrorists. Mm-hmm. These guys, you know, they're cops. Not so, all Muslims. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of like lampshading it by saying like, oh, like Suryavanchi's friend is a Muslim. He doesn't hate Muslims. Yeah. And like it's just very awkwardly placed and yeah, you could tell exactly why they did that. Um I still think that the first I think Simba's the best one. The first Singham, this is down there with Singham Returns, which also had a lot of gunfights too. Like, it's just kind of, I don't know. If you like this movie, watch Sanak and then tell me what you liked better, because Sanak is this but better. There's certainly more explosions. There's some pretty good explosions in Sanak, but yeah, like even like. In the canon of Akshay Kumar adventure action movies, I would take Baby over this for sure, which is a very similar story, yeah. like trying to stop terrorists. I like, I like Baby. But like that had a lot more process, and it also had Annabelle Kerr in it, kind of like an yeah. interesting character actor. Uh, and I would also take Holiday over this. And also in Baby, you get um, Tapsy Panu. Like, yeah. They give her some stuff to do so much, so they gave her a spinoff. Like, yeah. Katrina Hiff gets completely sidelined here. It's just like... The wife and Holiday is a very silly movie. A holiday yeah. and never a, a soldier never go and uh, is never off duty or whatever, and he has to stop terrorists. But that's kind of like over the top and fun. This you could also just watch the first season of The Family Man mm-hmm. and have a much better experience. Yeah, I think so. Much better characters and you know it's longer, but Suryavanshi is very long too. It, it's a long movie. It it felt like it was the same time as the. Um, uh, TV season, and I'll not to spoil too much about the Family Man, but uh, there's no action scene I would say in Suryavanchi that is ex- as exciting as the hospital scene in the first season, oh, and then God, the police yeah. station in the second one. Yeah, uh, those those uh, fight scenes were so well done that it just kind of makes me think this has no pulse. Uh, once well, uh, just... it also takes Singham and Simba forever to get there. They're there for like the last ten minutes. There's a little bit of fun banter between them, but really, it's just actually Kumar. It's all winky, winky, yeah. nudge, nudge. I don't know. I just I just felt like I was being bombarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My senses were being bombarded. Not in a good way, and I just felt so exhausted by the film. I didn't care to follow this, the in, inner, like the ins and outs of this terrorist plot. Yeah. Because I just, I didn't, I didn't think it mattered. The same as the only one who's kind of like a character... In any of these movies, because yeah. he likes stealing, yeah. and then eventually learns of the error of his ways when a girl dies and gets raped, and like he has a character arc. I think Ajay Devgan has more personality in in the Singham films too. This this is the worst one for me. Because well, Singham in the first one he's kind of like a small town guy yeah. who has to deal with this big city guy, and in the second one, who cares? It sucked. And then Simba is a you know a grifter who learns the error of his ways. Suryavanshi just forgets people's names. Like, that's his only character trait. Yeah. He sort of learns that maybe he shouldn't... He should value his family in addition. <laughs> like, don't take your kid to a gunfight. Although I will say the kid takes a bullet about as good as his old man. So, um, uh, spoilers, I guess. But, like, no one learns anything. It's just boring. Yeah. Not that you should learn things in a movie, but, like, there should be some sort of character arc where they're not the exact same person at the beginning of their adventure. I just think, like, ultimately I'm not on Rohit Shetty's wavelength, though I am excited to see this official adaptation of, what is it, Much Ado About Nothing? 
No, it's... Uh, All's Well That Ends Well. One of those, yeah, yeah. One of those weird titles, but the official adaptation. The official adaptation. I bet it's really hard to get a hold of Shakespeare's lawyers. He's he's famously very rude. I'm not ass- receptive to people doing adaptations I'm of his work. I'm assuming that Anne Hathaway has the rights and she signs off on all these things. It's the comedy of errors. Comedy of errors, yeah. Uh, not a Shakespeare play that I remember that well off the top of my head. A lot of those comedies kind of run together for me. I don't know if I even read that one. Uh, um, uh, in looking at my Twitter, I remember another funny thing that happened while watching this. Uh, you know, at the beginning of uh, Hindi movies, there's often like, right. we miss you, or we yes. love you. Uh, or- this this <laughs> says, we love you, Singham and Simba. The first time I've ever seen a fictional character, two of them referred to <laughs> in that sort of opening title stuff. Oh. All right, Matt. It's like uh, what Sarah Silverman said in... Uh, <laughs> Uh, pop star never stop never stopping it's not my thing but it made a lot of people a lot of money yes Next. I will never stop using that quote I mean it's so perfect it is perfect oh okay so next up is Bunty or Bobbly 2 mm-hmm. uh, so this was directed by Varun V. Sharma features Saif Ali Khan in the role made famous by Abhishek Bakchan <laughs> and uh, Rani Mukherjee they do a really good job in flashbacks of like inserting Saif Ali Khan into them yeah, Rani Mukherjee. So, uh, in the world of Bunty or Bobbly, the main characters were kind of bored uh, village kids who didn't have a lot going on. And they essentially find each other at a train station and start scamming people, mm-hmm. basically. And they make a lot of money this way. They become international, well, national celebrities called Bunty or Bobbly. Um, and then in the new one, Sidhan Chaturvedi and Shavari Wag are two new kids who have started using the Bunty or Bobbly uh, brand, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I guess spoilers for Bunty or Bobbly, but it's 15 years old. It's old. Um, and we did an episode on it. We just did an episode on it recently, but they're caught by Amitai Bachan's character, and essentially they have to give back all their money and just never do a crime again. You know, stay home, just live your yeah. village life, and uh, turn into Cyphery Khan, I guess. <laughs> uh, this is where I wanted to talk about Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. Okay, so... In the before times, there Wait, was. You didn't a, even mention Pakash Tripathi. Oh, and Pakash Tripathi is playing the role of the eccentric cop who is chasing them. Yeah. Uh, he is also kind of funnily inserted into the movie. Like, I was there at one of your big cases. Like, really? You were? I was like, yeah, I was over there. <laughs> um, but, okay, so in the before time, in Hollywood at least, we used to have stars, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And the way that a star would happen would either be. Uh, in the studio system, they would find somebody and like manufacture a star. Mm-hmm. But in New Hollywood, and then nowadays, kind of, you find someone for a smaller role, they audition, and you kind of like, there's something in them that makes them of interest, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of Harrison Ford specifically because he's in American Graffiti. He's kind of like an antagonist to our main characters. He's not the main guy, but he's cool, and you're like, oh, I'm interested in this guy. So Sidhan Chaturvedi. As opposed to star kids who are like someone's nephew or someone's daughter, he he was MC Cher in A Gully mm-hmm. Boy, and it's an instantly like super exciting and under like wonderful performance. You want to see more of this guy, mm-hmm. and now he's in sort of another vehicle. Like he's not the main character, but he's they're a secondary lead, and it's like okay, here's a next generation guy. And this is how they should be debuting new people, is what I'm getting at. Rather than putting together projects that uh, feature someone's nephew, like, just 
find someone who is interesting in another movie and then see if you can develop them into being a star. Yeah, it's just kind of like the the side characters. Yeah, taking a chance more on the side characters. Like the yeah. side, the, the supporting performers. And they did do moving this. Moving them into kind of... Do you know who they did this with? Who? Gary Nidhi no, no, Because oh, no, yeah. he was like a fairly minor character in uh, Manorama Six Feet Under. He's like a, a like a assassin or something. And then he's in New York and he's... Well, Pankaj Tripathi too. Yeah. yeah. So like there is a way that you do this and you get good character actors out of it. I don't know if I'm ever going to appreciate... Uh, yeah, someone like John V. Kapoor who is having stardom handed to her on a plate. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Lee Khan too. We're going to talk about her in a minute. And I think maybe she's got a bit more going on. Mm-hmm. But again, like these people are having star vehicles specifically designed for them. Right. And I don't like that. Yeah. So anyway, Bunty or Bobbly. I am really looking forward to the new um, Sid Hatch, Chatter Buddy film with Topeka Padukone, directed yeah. by Jacques and Batra. Phone boot. <laughs> no, not that one. I Okay, I am also looking forward to Phone Boot. I, yeah. I really am. I'm excited to see what Phone Boot's about. But no. Um, yeah, like, the infidelity one. I forget what it's called. Yeah, G yeah. something. Directed by Shaq and Batra, who I really like. I I don't know. I really hope that like the trailers of that movie are not like getting my hopes too high. But I think that could be good. Anyway, if you're wondering where I fall on the nepotism thing, like... There is a way that you can develop stars. Yeah. And it's finding people who did a good job in other movies. Well, or also maybe starting starting out new performers in supporting performances. And that's why that's what I was saying about Periniti Chopra. Because yeah. she started out in a supporting performance in Ladies vs. Ricky Ball before yeah. kind of moving her into lead. And that's probably my favorite Periniti Chopra <laughs> performance. Playing a spoiled Punjabi rich girl. She's pretty good at it. I think they got spoiled by Student of the Year. Mm. Even though, I mean, there is some sort well, of but also, family relations there, but like they've been doing. They this. debuted three stars in one movie and thought, like, oh, that's all you need to do. They've been doing this long before Student of the Year, though. Sure, but that was just like a really good success. Like yeah. they all went on to. I mean, we've talked about uh, one of them this episode. Yeah, those three stars went on to great work, and yeah. maybe they thought they could do it again with you know uh, my nephew. He's he wants to be in the movies. Uh, but you're more interested in kind of finding new stars by. Um, amplifying the supporting players. Yeah. yeah. Which is a long about, roundabout way of saying that I liked Sidhan uh, uh, Chandravati in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find He will any... always be MC Cher yeah. to me too. I, I always think of MC Cher. Um, same way that Fouad Khan is uh, um, DJ Ali. <laughs> oh yeah, DJ Ali made just as much of an impact as MC Cher. Yeah. Uh, Sharvari Wag, I, I don't know. She was okay. Yeah. Just kind of a girl funny. character. And by the way, she's like a political's daughter or granddaughter. Yeah. So she's coming from uh, wealth and privilege. Um, I do like that Saif Ali Khan is not trying to do like an Abhishek Bakchan impression in this film. He, I do he think has a bit he, of a lisp. I don't remember if Abhishek did that. I don't remember. But I do think that like he is making kind of the role of Bunty his own. I did think it was really funny that when he first came up on screen, I was like, oh, he looks good. And you're like, but isn't the whole thing that he's supposed to be like overweight and like kind of chubby in this and has to get in shape? And yeah, that does come up. But I just think he looks great. <laughs> so I feel like Khan's one of those people you see on screen. You're like, oh, it's my good friend. So I feel like Khan. He's he, back. He looks great. I'm always Ryan happy Mugherty to see him. also looks great. Uh, they just kind of screw her over in the... Uh, uh, plot. Mm. Um, so yes, anyway, these do. new kids are stealing the Bunty or Bobbly trademark, basically, and doing scams on people. And the scams are enjoyable. Uh, and the original Bunty or Bobbly kind of get coerced by Pankaj Tripathi as a cop to go track yeah. them down. But it's also sort of like a pride thing. Yeah, they're also like, 
They're not bungee or bubbly. We're bungee or bubbly. Yeah. It's like the end of uh, Catch Me If You Can when yeah. Leonardo Di- uh, DiCaprio's character joins Did the FBI. Did you almost say Da Vinci? Yeah. <laughs> Leonardo Da Vinci joins the FBI. People but, like, have no idea how when you sit down and turn on a microphone, the things, the gobbledygook that comes yeah. out of your mouth. But it's interesting to see someone who's good at doing scams have to like turn around and stop a scam yeah and, and also, that's the parts of the movie i like because they have to do scams in order to catch the scammers if you catch my drift yeah and i also like the kind of oh we used to like have a more exciting life and now you know we're just like parents to this spoiled kid the kid and is a monster and <laughs> the kid is great him and pat guys trip have some pretty good scenes together yeah and just kind of like Re rediscovering that part of that part of their lives. I mean, that's like true lies. That's what I love about true lies. Yeah, yeah it is. Exactly. You know, like rediscovering. I love movies about like middle aged. You know, this kind of. I, I guess like romancing the stone is also kind of like that, yeah. where Kathleen Turner kind of like comes out of her shell again. Uh, so I think that's a fun trajectory. Um, this movie is okay. So people really like the original Buntier Bobbly, and since we came to it later, yeah, I think that their like over the top reaction saying like oh this movie sucks i hate it like i don't know i thought the first one was fun i didn't it wasn't it didn't change my life i think when bungee or bubbly 2 works it really works yeah but when they're in the Arab, united arab emirates doing schemes on each other pretty that's good that's fine yeah but unfortunately i think it's batting at about 50 percent. like yes. i think half of it works half of it doesn't half that works is really enjoyable the other half you can just kind of like you know, you just kind of shrug off. Well, um, we can tell the the stupid subplot. Like, Randy Mukherjee starts getting annoyed yeah. at Saifili Khan for sort of falling to the feminine wiles of Sharvari Wag. Yeah. Like, they're kind of, they're using her as a honeypot to try and get him to do something. And she gets jealous. It's like... When clearly he's playing a part. Like, he's playing a part. And, you know, 15 years ago, you were also seducing people to try and steal money for them. Yeah. So... Like, takes one to no one. I'm sorry, but Rani Mukherjee is clearly the superior choice. Like, she's clearly better. Yeah. Like, um, why anyone would stray from Rani Mukherjee? Yeah, it, it just adds... <laughs> it just doesn't make any it, sense. It kind of adds a dumb note, like, kind of like a stereotypical female, like, oh, I'm old now. Jealousy thing, yeah. yeah. like, it's, it's really hackneyed. Yeah. And it didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. Also, her outfits in this are fantastic. Although every outfit I, is like every outfit is like overly patterned and completely matching, and she's got these like pigtails. It's it's great. Yeah, she's got these crazy sunglasses too. Um, Anna Pepper Chopra mentioned that there's a scene where Rani Mukherjee is saying like I scrimped and saved and I hand sewed these Sabiasachi knockoffs for myself, but in fact she actually is wearing like <laughs> yeah. the real stuff. So it's a little bit disingenuous. It's great. Um, I think unlike the first Bundy or Bubbly, I think this actually is better in the second half than it is in the first. Oh, I don't know. I thought the first half was better. Of this one? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I really liked the back end of this one better. Because the back end of this one is when they're scheming each other. Yeah, but the first part is when they are, like, getting back into, um, like, getting ready to do the scheme. Yeah. Um, the thing I thought it was a little annoying about this that seems very, like, woke, I guess, trying to be woke, is that... The, the new Bontier Bobbly are trying to make an app or something, and right. they're, they're doing, like, socially conscious scamming. Well, it's I mean, lame. in the first Bontier Bobbly, they were also kind of scamming people who deserved it, but they are, like, 
there is a bit of overwokeness to this yeah, one, you're right. I think that's lame. It's just fun to steal money from bad people. Yeah. It's fun to steal money from anybody. I mean, overall, I did enjoy the film. Is it good? Not really, but... It's not as good as the first one, but I didn't love the first one. Yeah, but I'd, I had a good time. It was enjoyable. Uh, okay, let's see. Let's see how far I can describe this film. <laughs> Next, we have Bob Biswas, which is available on Z5. <laughs> I should probably describe this one because you pieced out. <laughs> unfortunately, about an hour in, I was snoozing on the sofa the night before I'd had about like three hours of sleep, and I, I thought I could get through it and then go to bed, and I couldn't. I got an hour in, and I said, you know, I'll finish it tomorrow. You finished watching it and said, don't bother. Yeah. So maybe this is a real letdown. Yeah, maybe because Saifeli Khan stole um, Abhishek Bakchan's role <laughs> in Bantir Bubbly 2, he decided to steal someone's role. So Bob Biswas, if you are unaware, is a character in Kahani. He's played by Swaswata Chatterjee, the Bengali actor. Here he's played by Abhishek Bakchan. In a uh, fat suit. Yeah, I assumed this was going to be like an origin story, a prequel of Bob Biswas. Instead, it kind of is, though. But it's also kind of a sequel, right? Yeah, it's actually sort of confusing. Yeah. Um, I should probably talk about this because I'm the one who watched directed it. directed by Dia Anupurna Ghosh. Uh, again... Who's Sajoy Ghosh's daughter. Yes. Uh, Sajoy Ghosh is the, the director of Kahani. Again, I only watched the first hour. And so from what I can tell you is Bob Biswas wakes up after an accident he has amnesia he doesn't recognize his wife and children he goes into his job his one child (laughs) he goes in i guess he wouldn't recognize if he had more too so sure (laughs) he goes into his job uh which is just like i don't know like an insurance agent or something i don't know something like that and they're like, uh, you work for us? We haven't seen you in years. We were Six years. I know where you work for us. And then he starts getting contacted by mysterious people who are like, uh, you are an assassin for us. And he's like, am I? Yeah. Uh, and then he starts killing off people that annoy him. And I fell asleep. Yeah. Fill me in, Matt. So. Because you said I shouldn't bother watching the rest of this. Yeah. You should not watch this specifically because it is essentially the plot of the film Nobody that we watched early into 2021 and you didn't like. No. So there is, after John Wick... I love been, John Wick. There's been a kind of mini genre of people who were assassins kind of going back to the life or kind of reflecting on like their domestic life and being like, oh, this sucks. I wish I was an assassin again. Yeah. And this it's kind of does that. It's interesting how that genre really caught on after... John Wick, but not a history of violence. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people watch the history of violence. But, like, I'm going to take it back to Star Wars. And this pains me because I don't actually like Star Wars that much. I don't like talking about it. But the character Boba Fett mm-hmm. in Empire yeah. Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi is very cool. He looks great. Uh, he has a blaster. He's got, like, mm-hmm. this cool armor and stuff. It's all signifiers. You don't need to know anything about him. He says maybe 10 words and like he's like, oh, I'm going to blow this guy up. And Vader's like, no disintegrations. Like, oh, he likes disintegrating people, I guess. That's something. But like the more we would know about a character like that, the less interesting he would be. Yeah. And I will never watch the Boba Fett TV show that's on right now. But I can't imagine that that character really carries a story that well. Mm-hmm. Because 
He doesn't talk and he like just kills people for a living. It's not that interesting. This is exactly how I feel about Joker, which I know is a film that like a lot of people love and people are really interested in that character. But I think Joker works best when he's a Batman villain. Like yeah. I don't it's I not don't interesting. need a rationalization for why Joker does what he does. I don't need Joker to be the hero of my story. I need Joker to be an agent of chaos. Yeah, and be a different guy each time. Yeah. Like cuz that movie just turns out to He's like the king of comedy. Right? Yeah. He's just a sad person from a Scorsese movie. Yeah. But getting back to Bad Biswas, he's in Kahani for like eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's he menacing. makes a huge impression, yeah. obviously. He's a very interesting... Like, he's got a great look. He, he's got like his shoulder bag. He's got his gun in there. And like, he's just... The thing about him is that he's like so anonymous that he could be anybody. You have no idea that this assassin's out to mm-hmm. get you, right? But... When you give him a whole backstory and a family and there's some stuff going on with like a pharmaceutical company that wipes people's memory and like intrigue with uh, political people and the cops. When you give it all to this guy who is just signifiers and for the whole movie does not know who he is, um, like it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So this should have either been like, like we thought it was like a prequel where he is in full understanding of his capacities mm-hmm. and is able to, like, why did he become an assassin? Or, like, this apparently takes place after Kahani, but then at the end it's kind of, like, revealed, like, oh, here's your next target. Like, okay, what the hell? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so it was just kind of a mess. And um, I said it on Twitter, but, like, you could have had Abhishek Bakchan playing a Frankenstein in this movie <laughs> because he's just kind of lumbering around. He doesn't understand things. He meets people, and they're like, hey, don't you remember me? And he's like, oh. So, like, it's not a amazing role. I was really disappointed that they recast him. I, I would have been more interested in this had it been Saswata Chatterjee. He was great. Uh, Abhishek Bakchan has so many other films and like roles that he's done. However, I do think part of what makes Chatterjee so great in that role is because you get so little of him and he's so kind of terrifying in what you do get that you do kind of like, you are left wanting more, but I I just feel like you get just enough. Like I, I think ultimately... At least the first hour I watched did not convince me that a Bob Biswas movie needs to exist. Here's another character that is in the same realm. Hannibal Lecter. Right. So Brian Cox in Manhunter is there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then Anthony Hopkins is there for like 25, 30 in... Is it that uh, little? I don't think he's... Like, Clarice is off doing adventures and trying to catch the dollar hide. But like, the less of... uh, Hannibal in a movie, the better because you get <laughs> yeah, a ton you like of Manhunter. Han- you like Manhunter more than Silence of the Lambs. But you get a ton of Hannibal in Hannibal. Yeah, you get a ton of Hannibal in Red Dragon, like the remake, way more than there should be because he's in the beginning and he has to fight Will Graham and like right they because he's the he's the character he's the one that everyone likes and then yeah. they run it into the ground and they even made a Hannibal spinoff uh, like prequel movie right where he's like a kid in Romania. And then there's that show. And there's the show. So the show, I think, is different. We didn't really get into it, but a lot of our friends like it. And I can see why. But he's a different kind of character. Yeah. It? And it's it's a different kind of show. But, like, 
the reason why we like certain characters is because you only get a little bit of them and you kind of wonder, like, oh, I wonder what it's like. And, also, and then when you find out, it's always going to be disappointing because it's not what you thought it was. Yeah, and also, like, do we want to empathize with this, like, terrifying assassin? Yeah. Yeah. Because right. it's, it, and it also, like nobody, it's got, like, what if I used assassin techniques to deal with my mundane problems? Like, yeah. oh, there's a guy next door being annoying. I'll murder him. Yeah. Oh, there's a kid with an annoying animal. I'll just kill the animal. Like, okay, uh, sure. It's Now it's like a revenge fantasy for middle-aged men. Got it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the issue. Uh, so moving on to Chandigarh Kare Ashiki. This is the film we saw in theaters this year. Pretty good. Uh, we went with um, uh, Nim Kaur, who is Maple Brownie on Twitter. So it was a... Follow her on Instagram. She makes really good food. It yes. It's really nice. It was a would fun... like to eat some someday. A fun meeting of Edmonton Bollywood fans. A meeting of the minds. <laughs> Yes, and and we were we were excited to meet in person and and go see this film together. Uh, so this is this is in the vein of the um, Ayushman it's, it's Karana, a genre. Yeah. yeah, the Ayushman Karana uh, kind of social taboo genre. In this film, he is playing a bodybuilder who falls in love with Vanny Kapoor, but it is revealed that Vanny Kapoor is a is transgender. She is a transgender woman. Obviously, Vani Kapoor is not a trans actress. <laughs> uh, I think you and I both agree that we would like to see trans characters played by trans actors. I mean, there's a long history of this, unfortunately. There is, yes. And we, we've seen some other Bollywood, some other Hindi language productions that have had trans actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, Kalakandi. Mm-hmm. As well as Patalok. Patalok. Um, These are typically not like the most fun roles for those actresses. Well, this would be a fun role. This yeah, is exactly. a this is a romantic it's a rom- comedy. It's a rom-com, yeah. yeah, and and played straight. So I will say, like, it's disappointing uh, that you know a trans actress wasn't hired. However, I, I like Vani Kapoor. I do think Vani Kapoor does a good job in the role, mm-hmm. and I did read a review that was up on Film Companion who who argued that, you know, at least the story was being told. <laughs> at least, yeah. you know, trans trans characters are, are being put on screen in a way that shows, you know, like them as romantic yeah. Uh, partners. Yeah, romantic partners in a romantic light. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll link to that article. I'm, I'm probably doing a horrible job paraphrasing it, but I thought it made some good points. It's been a while since I read Representation it. Representation has to start somewhere. Yes. Uh, and this film really does, like, it's just kind of like trans 101. Like, there's a moment there's when literal... <laughs> Ayushman Karana is trying to understand things and he watches, like, a little, like, uh, like animation of you know what happens with a beautiful surgery. flower develops. <laughs> that is literally what happens. Uh, and you know, ultimately, this film is about like loving whoever you want and not caring about what other people think. So it has a good message. I did like in terms of the Ayushman Karana social taboo genre. I don't know if this one ranks really high for me, but it doesn't rank really low. It's just kind okay, of okay. We in should the actually rank them though. Hold <laughs> should on. we? I'm gonna pull it up. It is like a whole catalog now. The Ayushman Karana cures a social ill. Okay. Okay. Vicky donor. So sperm donation. That one's that one's high. Yeah. Uh, Dumlaga Kehesha. That one's low for me. Yeah. I love my curvy wife. Yeah. 
Uh, Mary Pierre Bindu. That, I was, never, that I, was really high. I never me. actually watched that one. I don't really know what social ill he's um, solving there, but that one's high for me. I know a lot of writers. You do not <laughs> want to be married or dated right. Okay. So <laughs> general like writer awareness. Okay. Uh, barely keep Arfie. Again, the social ill of being a writer. That the social ill of being a writer and being kind of an asshole. Um, that's the thing about his character, though. Like, in all of these, he reacts poorly at first and then learns a lesson. Yeah. And that's that's why it works. Yeah. He's not immediately, like, on board. He has to kind of be convinced. Mm-hmm. Vicky Donner, he is kind of immediately on board. But, like, through him, we're all learning a good lesson. Uh, Shub Mongol Sadfan. Uh, I'm kind of... That's in, that's in the middle for that's me. That's the ED one? I didn't see yeah, that one Yeah, that one's in the middle yeah. for me. Uh, Bad Hi-Ho. My favorite. Yeah, that one's really good. My favorite of all of them. Yeah. That is old people having a child. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dream Girl. Uh, that one's lower for me. Yeah. People with girl voices. Guys, <laughs> men with girl voices. <laughs> that one's lower for me. Uh, Bala. I didn't see that one. That's balding. It would be about balding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shubmongol... Uh, Ziada Sadvan. This is kind that of that one's one. high for me. He's not really the one who has to learn a lesson in this yeah. one. He is the romantic object who his partner has to kind of convince his family. Yeah. Um, and then Shandigar Karyashki. Yeah. Yeah. Gulab Osidabo, I guess, is kind of about the precarious na- nature of the uh, landlord and tenant yeah. <laughs> relationship. But like, that's like six movies now where it's basically the same movie each time, right? Yeah. So yeah, and like, Bad Hi Ho is the best one. Yeah, Bad Hi Ho is great. I do think that this film is kind of like it's two step forward, one step back. You know, like it's two step forward in terms of representation of, you know, like it's a mainstream Bollywood film with a transgender romance at the center of it. But it's one step back in the sense that they're still hiring a cis gender actress to play the transgender woman, mm-hmm. even though I think Vani Kapoor does a fantastic job. Like. I, I don't have any complaints with her performance other than I just don't know if she was the right person to cast. Yeah. I don't know if I could tell you who I want them to cast, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I would like them to to cast a, a transgender actress and I, they are out there. It's, it yeah. is not difficult to find them. You know, other, other, other projects, other movies, film series have found them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I apologize for my ignorance of um, transgender South Asian actresses, but I do... I feel like you probably know more about transgender South Asian actresses than most white women in Canada. That's probably fair. So That's probably take fair. a little bit of credit. <laughs> Anyways, I also think that, you know, this film really wants to uh, teach you a lesson about tolerance, but it's a lesson you and I don't need to learn. You and I already you know, don't have those prejudices. There's always room for learning. <laughs> That's true. I thought there was some interesting stuff in this with uh, prescribed gender roles because yeah. uh, Karana's character, he's trying to be uh, the gabru of the year. So yeah. like the ultimate bodybuilding macho man. Mm-hmm. And he has to kind of get over some prejudices. Mm-hmm. And just interesting the way that they showed like, Ultra feminine Vani Kapoor, and then ultra masculine Ayushman Krana, and then they meet somewhere in the middle, and they start having, you know, their opinions change. Yeah, yeah. So I did like, I did enjoy this film. 
I yeah, it's good. I I think it's good. I gen like these again. These, I think that two step forward, one step yeah. back is is a bit of an issue. Aishman Karan is very good at these kind of movies. But I did enjoy it. Like yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. Finish this. Finish this off. Okay. So last up, we have Atrangi Ray, by Anand L. Ray, features Danush and Sari Lee Khan as well as Akshay Kumar. <laughs> Little-known actor Akshay Kumar decides to pop up in another film. This is so that's one of the reasons why we didn't go out of our way to watch Bell Bottom, uh, because you know we'd already gotten two Akshay Kumar films in. Three? Didn't we get three? Was he in something in the first half of the year? Oh, uh, maybe it was so long ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I this this is a relatively new film. Came out on December twenty fourth. So I don't think we want to ruin it too much because there are kind of this kind of comes out of nowhere though. There's like, twists in it. There's twists. Well, okay. So there was a bit of controversy with this movie before it came out because it was revealed that actually Kumar was being Sarah Ali Khan's love interest. Yes. And then people looked at a calendar and thought, like, wait a minute, wait. He's like twice her age. I'll also point out, though, that in Bell Bottom, Akshay Kumar is playing a character who is younger than us. So Akshay Kumar could be any age. Yeah, Akshay Kumar, <laughs> um, best actor of his generation, finest Canadian actor. Yeah. And no, he just has the three film this year. Okay. Uh, finest Canadian actor. He can do anything, be anyone. <laughs> so there's a little bit of controversy because this is a trend that happens in a lot of Bollywood movies. Uh, every Silent Con movie. Um, Bell Bottom, for instance. Uh like Bell Bottom's actually Kumar. No, no, no. But like, people like relationships in real life that are not age appropriate. Let's yes, say. yes. I, like Leah. casting a casting much an actress who's way yeah. yeah, much younger actresses playing love interests to much older actors. Yeah, and this is not a Bollywood problem. This no. happens in Hollywood too. No, but I do um, think it's quite pronounced in some Bollywood films. Any Sean Connery movie, he was always way older than whatever girl yeah. he was with. Uh, and basically any action movie, it's always like a hot 24-year-old and then like a 47-year-old man. Yeah. This a little bit of uh, media kind of helped the movie mm. because I don't really want to say why, but what was reported and what people thought this movie was going to be is not actually what it is. Well, and also I think because, you know, like some of our friends watched before we did and they all really liked it. And so that kind of tipped me off that there's like, there is something. And they something... didn't spoil it. There is something in the pairing of Sarah Ali Khan and Akshay Kumar that is not icky. Yeah, they found a way to have this maybe not make sense, but like at least be palatable. Yeah. Do you want to say like kind of the basic setup? Sure. Because it has it also has much it has some other wild stuff going on. Yeah, there's very different tones and things going yeah. on. So Sarah Ali Khan lives Bihar. She lives in Bihar, I believe. And she is constantly running away from home. Her, uh, her mother is fairly controlling. And she's running off to be with her uh, sweetheart. Well, her mother's not around. Oh, her grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. But the matriarch of the family just can't deal with this daughter. Uh, her parents had died earlier. So she's just a pain and they don't know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one night she runs away and kind of uh, gets to a train station where Danush is there. Mm-hmm. And Danush is a uh, doctor, he's a med school student, mm-hmm. who is there doing kind of relief work. And his mm-hmm. buddy's there as an engineer. Uh, there's a good line saying, yeah, I'm, I'm Tamil. I'm a natural engineer. That's why I have to learn to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty funny because lots of, lots of Tamil engineers that I you know, have met. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially her family 
drugs him, and then, like, just forces drugs them to get married. Yeah, yeah, like, they hit them both with laughing gas and then basically marry them. Because they're just sick of her. They want to be rid of her. Yeah, and then send them on her way. Yeah. And unfortunately, Dinesh was going to get married in two <laughs> days. So uh, he goes back home. And his... And uh, takes her with him. Takes her with him. Because really, like, they've washed her hands. Her family does not appear yeah. again, really. And she is in love with Akshay Kumar, who is a circus performer. Yeah, and he's off on tour. Yeah. And... So uh, it's okay, because he loves someone else. She loves someone else. They're going to... They get divorced. Like, get the marriage and older divorce, and they'll go off with their respective romantic interests. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't work, though. He does bring her to, like, a... Uh, like an engagement party. Yeah. Terrible idea. She dances. Pretty good dance scene. Yeah, that is a, that's a fun scene. And pisses everybody off. And then they're kind of stuck together. So she moves into his dorm room. And I'm not going to say... He develops feelings for her. He actually catches feelings for her very quickly. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like a rebound thing. Because like, the girl that he was going to get married was kind of like his childhood sweetheart. And he starts to realize that like... Oh, this is maybe just like what, like the girl that everyone thought I was supposed to get married to. Yeah. Like, they don't really have really, anything in common. Did I really choose her? Yeah. Can you really make that decision when you're six? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, this new girl who he is married to uh, <laughs> is kind of interesting. And there's does, two very does like, wacky things. Suspicious marriages in movies, like this and Shearshad. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's just suspicious. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. If, I don't know if you can like get people married against their will like that, or sneakily yeah. marry people like that. Uh, I think this had the best song of the year. Oh well, why didn't you suggest it for our interval song? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> uh, but the little little song. Yeah, that was pretty good. Great scene. Yeah, uh, it's classic uh, drinking song. Uh, yeah, love me little. Really like that song a lot. Yeah, that was really A.R. Rahman songs, I believe, throughout. Mm-hmm. And. On the whole, I thought this movie was pretty good. There are some pretty crazy things that happen. I don't want to say, but it's it's kind of a examination of a very specific character. This this is kind of a wild film. I encourage people to check it out. It's on Hotstar. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to say too much about it. It's a little too wacky for me to like fully embrace it. Yeah, but I did appreciate its wackiness i think the performances of the the central kind of three actors are all very strong uh i le- quite liked danush uh yeah i've never seen him before i've i've seen him in some other in some other things but i, He's I really a South Indian guy. yeah i really enjoyed him here uh i i'm still kind of rooting for sarah lee Khan. so yeah it's just of like, the recent star kids that i've seen like Simba, she doesn't get a lot to do, and then that other one I didn't see. But Kedernath. in this, in this, like you saw Cooley number one, the yeah, remake, yeah. She, this is like the first one that I've seen where she's actually given a role with some meat on it, and the film, and she goes for it, and she really has to carry the film on her back too. Yeah. Like it's, you, this you is her either, movie. Danusha's she's kind of along for the ride. You either buy into this character or you don't, and I think she sells it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much. Check it out for yourself. It's. It's kind of silly. Kind of a manic pixie dream girl type. Yeah, thing. but I did. Uh, I don't know. I I did really enjoy it. Once it you get on its wavelength, it was good. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. The music's fantastic. Lot to love in Entragi Ray. Okay, so this is where we have to do our lists. We've never done this before. I am doing six movies in my list, okay. my top five, because one of them I catch heat online every time I mention. Oh. But number six is Entragi Ray. Mm. Pretty good movie. Very enjoyable. 
Number five is Sandeep or Pinky Farrar. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, probably one of the best Perinity Chopra movies. <laughs> Actually, it's it's a career high for both Perinity Chopra and Arjun Kapoor. Mm-hmm. But for the director, it was kind of, you know, decent work by him. But on the whole, I think it was a great movie. Uh, number four, Sanak. Mm-hmm. Awesome movie, as we talked about yeah. for like 20 minutes. It's so good. Uh, number three, The White Tiger. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I've been criticized for saying <laughs> I, I understand that this is not a part of the f- Hindi film industry typically, mm-hmm. but it features Hindi film actors and an interesting visual style, interesting storytelling, the master servant dynamic that's portrayed in this movie. I don't think you would ever see it in a mainstream Hindi picture. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way that. Uh, uh, the main guy and Rajkumar Rao kind of butt heads with each other. That would never happen. And it was really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. But yes, I understand it is not a typical product of the Hindi film system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number two, Sharni. Mm-hmm. Number one, Sardar Udon. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Sharni. Number one. Sharni, number one. Sadar Unam, number two. And then I think, yeah, Sandeep or Pinky Farrar. Sanak and Pagalit. Oh, yeah. 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 Pagalit. Would... That'd be my top five. And then number six is uh, Boot Police. Number seven is at Hargi Ray. I'm not, I'm not doing more. Pagalit would be like eight or nine for me. I've got Shersha at seven, Boot Police at eight. Uh, Chandigarhkar, Ashkia got pretty high. Can I also just high. say, like, it was really disappointing to discover that Shersha was not a biopic of Shersha Ronan. Like, yeah. I was really confused. Why like, we weren't in Ireland? We, how come there wasn't a half an hour about the making of Lady Bird? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like really confusing there. Uh, Skater uh, girls up there for me. Chandikar Karyashki. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Bombay like, Rose. I like Bombay Rose. It too. was top ten. Would be that. It was not like this is not a the, red letter year. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest year, but I think there were some solid movies released. I mean, this is a year in which the three cons. Don't make anything worthwhile. Yeah, Rod Hay does not count as worthwhile. Yeah, like Rod Hay is not on the level of a Sultan or yeah. a. Actually, Kumar is really carrying the Bollywood industry on his back. Yeah, like someone kind of just had to be in that Antim one, which we didn't watch. He uh, and Rod Hay, just an adaptation of a Korean movie. Like it's not like a a project for him. No, it's not a Tigers into Hay. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, Akshay had to carry the whole industry on his back, um, as did uh, Senya Malhotra. Apparently, uh, she did what two? Yeah, she had Pagalit and Manakshi, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Kriti Sanon has to do two movies. Like it's a lot of, I hesitate to say B tier actors, but it's kind of like the A team had a, their movies come out last year, and now they're in, they don't want them to have it to come out this year. Well, even if, if they even had some. Like Renvier Singh and Deepika Padakone are in 83, but they probably shouldn't have released it this year. Just, yeah. it, it seems like it's not doing very well. Uh, Renvier Singh will like retweet any nice review of it on Twitter, which is <laughs> kind of endearing, but like they should have held on. I don't know. Maybe the studio forced its hand or something, but like or maybe, all of the, the marquee pictures did not come out this year. Or maybe, maybe the. Like, and I, I don't just say it's about the Bollywood film industry, but maybe we need to rethink success. Mm-hmm. 
you know, in light During of, the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, during the pandemic, we need to rethink success. Now, let's look at the top uh, uh, box office collectors. Let's see. But that's not I, really... I think I have a guess as to what it would be. That's not really going to tell us much because, I mean, I do think a lot of people have watched Okay, you want to guess? You it's wanna... been critically acclaimed, but it was put on Amazon Prime. Do you want to guess what the top worldwide grocers are? In Bollywood? Yeah. Uh, Suryavanchi. No, number five. Oh, I have to go backwards? We contributed to the box office gross of this film. Oh, Chandigarhkari Ashokay. Yeah, that is number five. Okay, that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome that, you know, a film about, you know, a, a trans romantic comedy is yeah. in the top five. It made 38 crore, okay. so 5 million US. Okay. Number four is a movie we didn't watch, but it features a guy who we have watched. Uh, we were going to watch it yesterday, basically. Bellbottom? Yeah. Bellbottom is number four, so that's... million, 50 crore. Number three is one that I just mentioned. It features a big star, but we didn't watch it. Antim? Antim, The Final Truth. I don't really know anything about this movie. It didn't look that great. Number two? It had very poor reviews. Yeah. Number two? Um, Is Ruhi on there? Not in the top five. Oh, okay. Because I know at one point Ruhi was. Uh, What? I have to like I actually you have to literally th- just mentioned this 15 seconds ago. Sadar Dam? No. Like cuz that wasn't released in theaters. Oh, 83, yes, of course. Yeah. So that is at 186.42 crore aka 25. Well, exactly. Million. It's like, in the 100 crore club. It's almost got 200 crore. Yeah, that I is, understand. That is not a uh a, not a uh, that's a success. I understand and the talk on Surya Banchi, right? Yeah, with 294 crore. Yeah, so like I understand if if 83 had not been released in a pandemic, it Ruhi was ex- is number seven. Is, was expected to do a lot more. But it was released during a pandemic. That's pretty decent. We need to rethink success. Uh, Matrix had the same problem. And, and again, I think a lot of films, there's been some excellent films that have gone straight to streaming that I think a lot of people have watched. Yeah. Something like just, Sardar Udon probably has a bigger cultural mark. Yeah. Because of coming out on the line and everyone was able to watch it. Yeah, and it's just not getting captured in the same way. So, yeah. that was 2021. We're almost yeah. at... Rotten Hell 2021. This, you this, sucked ass. I hated you. This long. These episodes are always long. Uh, Under two hours, though. We did it. We will be back in a couple weeks. What are we doing, Matt? Uh, we are talking to Manish, I believe. Yes, we are releasing our Valentine's Day episode. The Prince of Hearts is back. Manish Mathur will be back to discuss... Uh, we're going to have a discussion of kind of real life Bollywood couples in films together. And we're also going to watch and discuss Guru with Abhishek Bachchan and Ashwarya Rai Bachchan. Real life Jodies. That will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod on Twitter. I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. You I'm... are Aaron E-F-R-A-S-E-R. Yes, Aaron E. Fraser. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please leave us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We do have a new review to read. It might be a couple episodes until we get to that. It's kind of like uh, a review redux, yes. if I remember right. Um, but thank you very, very much. Very much appreciated. And any other new reviews that come in, we'll, we will start reading those out probably in late February. Tell us your own top uh, five lists on Twitter. Yes. Uh, if you're while you're leaving that that star rating and that review, you can check out my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. Uh, we just recorded an episode today on slasher films, on Scream and Blood and Black Lace. We also want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. This episode is long. I'm done. I'm just done. Yep. Bye.